Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. Well, welcome. My name is Chad, and I've got Bobby here with me. Bobby, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for asking. This is uh, episode two, so we got renewed from episode one. Made it through the first season, only one episode, so that's good. One episode, and we renewed ourselves, so <laughs> that is good. For sure. Well, we hope everybody was able to catch episode one. If not, uh, run back and check that out. Hopefully, you can get something out of that. But today, episode two, we're going to be talking about leadership again, and the title of today is choosing to change. So Bobby, when you think about choosing to change, what do you think? Well, when I think about change, Chad, I think change is a part of the fabric of life. Um, I mean, obviously we, we change a lot. Uh, we change physically as we grow. We oftentimes might change uh, jobs or careers. We change clothes, change underwear, unless your team's on a run and you're superstitious. But, uh, you know, change is a part of the fabric of life. But at the same time, there are some changes that you you have to choose. You know, some changes are forced and you don't really get an option, but the changes that you have to choose, I think that's where we're going today. And I think it's going to be helpful to those that are listening. I know it's helpful to me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so when I think about choosing to change, you know, we're right here at the new year. We're, we're getting ready to start the month of March. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about New Year's resolutions and those things. And, and you know, I think about that a lot because, you know, the new year kicks off. Everybody's like, well, I want to do something different this year. This is my new year's resolution. They start it. The first week goes pretty well. And then week two comes and we're here. Yeah. It's like the gym, right? You know, that first week it's crowded and second week gets a little bit less. And by now it's, <laughs> it's back to what it was before. Same people. For sure. You can hop on the treadmill at any time at this point. So that's good. Yeah. Well, and, and it is interesting because intention and action are two different things, right? I mean, those intentions are good. I've done that before. I've made those New Year's resolutions and, you know, I had the intention to to change, but I didn't, I didn't accompany it with an action. You know, there wasn't the commitment involved. And I think what we're going to talk about today is going to, going to help with that, especially for people that are uh, serious on, on change. So uh, why don't, I mean, kind of kick us off. Where, where are we going today? You know, the first thing that I would say is anything with change. If you don't like your current situation, you got to have the courage to change it. Yeah, courage. And then when you couple courage with commitment, right? I mean, those are the two things that are going to get it done. Exactly. You know, the, the, the courage to take the stand, to make the choice, to, to, to choose. I mean, in a job, that could be big. It could be changing changing jobs. I mean, you might have to have the courage to actually step out and do something different, go somewhere different. Uh, but, you know, even in the minor things, you still have to have the courage to go to the gym for the first time, right? If that's a change you're trying to make in your physical health. So courage and then obviously the commitment piece is is that follow through piece. Um, but uh, but I think with change and, and making that choice, if you're willing to make the choice, you're willing to exercise the courage and you're willing to take on the commitment, 
uh, changes within your reach. It is. It is. And, and the, the great thing about it is, is you have the power to change it. Um, you know, and we're talking a little bit about leadership and, you know, through all of my years of leading people, Bobby, you know, the most, the, the hardest person for me to lead was me in many times. Yeah. You're the hardest person for me to lead too, Chad. So. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, you're right. I mean, the hardest person to lead is yourself. And if you can lead yourself and lead yourself well, you can lead others, right? Exactly. But if you can't lead yourself well, it'll be really difficult to lead others well. And I like that you put it changes within it's your choice, right? You get to choose. Nobody else has the power to choose that for you, at least in the initiated change that we're talking about, not necessarily the, the forced change that can come as a result. But, uh, but I, I love it. I love that change is a choice and it's a choice that's within my power. And so it's just up to me to exercise the willpower or the courage, as you mentioned, to, to make it happen. So that should be encouraging to all of our listeners today. This is something that you can do if you make the choice to change. Exactly. So, I, you know, let's kick it off. Um, here's kind of some of the points that, that we've come up with. And the first one that we'll talk about is I think before you can change anything, you have to evaluate where you are. So where are you today and where do you aspire to be? Now, whether that's with saving money, whether that's, you meant, you know, we mentioned the gym, whether that's a weight loss program that you want to get on or even a weight gain program that you want to get on. Where are you today and what is your goal? Where do you aspire to be? Yeah, and I think that just takes a – that's a level of honesty, right? And and sometimes maybe even that's inviting somebody else into the conversation to be honest as well. You know, there, there are times where we may think uh, that we're in a good spot. Let, let's use the financial example. That's a good one. You work with people obviously in, in the sphere, uh, investing and other things. But, you know, there are people who just simply aren't ready to change because they haven't come to the honest – conclusion that they don't manage their money and uh, at least not well. And so sometimes you might need to invite somebody else in to say, Hey, I'm not sure how I'm doing on this. Can you give me some honest feedback? And you know, if that feedback is, yeah, you probably need to make some changes. Then, then that's, that's the beginning of the evaluation. Right. Um, and, and then sometimes we don't have to necessarily have somebody else uh, look at it because we can see ourselves that we're not happy. And I think that's one of the questions that, that you ask. Are, are you happy with, with where you're at? Exactly. And I think it has to start there. And then after you determine, are you happy? You know, Bobby, a lot of times people really don't have the ability to change in certain aspects. You know, it's really difficult for them to change. So I think the second question you have to ask yourself is, do I have the ability to change and accomplish the goal that I want to do? Yeah, so – Unpack that further for us. You know the ability to change. Uh, how would you how would you explain that? How, how does somebody know if they have the ability to change? I think it all depends on what they're wanting to change in their life. You know, I think everybody has the ability to to change as far as a let's just talk about a weight loss or a weight weight gain goal. Okay, everybody has the ability to do that. Now, for some, it's going to be a little bit harder than it is for others. You know what I mean? So it is going to be a little bit harder, but everybody has the ability to do that. Um, but for example, Bobby, I'd love to dunk a basketball. Okay. But I'm five foot 10. I'm never going to dunk a basketball regardless of how much I want to, or how my desire to do that. I I'm just not going to be able to do it. And so maybe Chad, that goes to that honest evaluation piece. You got to be honest with where you're at, but you need to be honest with where you aspire to be. 
right? Exactly. So if I say, you know, I, I need to lose some weight, you know, and, and I come up with a realistic goal, a realistic time frame, you know, kind of that uh, smart goal is uh, is it would be called. Um, it makes sense unless I'm saying, you know, I want to lose some weight so that I can swim in the Olympics. And that's just probably something that is way beyond my ability. Therefore, I'm not going to be able to make the change to get there. And and maybe, and I know that's a far stretch as, as much as your basketball dunking illustration is you probably have a much better chance of dunking a basketball than I do, you know, joining uh, Michael Phelps in an Olympic pool. But, but the, the reality is maybe that's why people get discouraged. They choose a change that's just not realistic. And therefore, when they haven't accomplished whatever that change is, uh, they, they get discouraged. And, and so maybe in some ways, change is not only realistic, but incremental, right? I mean, you've got to set those realistic incremental goals, but choosing not to change would be more dangerous than than changing. And, and we choose not to change sometimes because I think we have tried before and failed and possibly we failed because we set an unrealistic goal. Hey, I want to dunk a basketball. Oh man, I only got the bottom of the net. I'm not going to try again. Well, maybe the bottom of the net should have been the goal, you know, originally. And, and that's the change that we make. So no, I think that's a great question about ability, but, uh, but what's the next, I mean, for you, if you have the ability to change and you're willing to make that change, what's next? I think you really have to start by prioritizing things. Okay, what what are the steps and, and where do you start? And I think one of the first steps that you're going to have to do as far as prioritizing things is uh, know what you want to build and who you want to build it for. You know, um, example, we'll go back to we'll go back to health. Okay, who are you building that for? Well, you're not only building that for yourself, but you're building that for family. You're building that for friends, all the people that care and rely on you. You're building that for everybody because that's going to impact everybody. So knowing what you want to build and who you want to build it for would be where I would start at with the priorities. Yeah. Well, and, and for the financial aspect, you know, the other example we use, and I know we're just picking a couple examples, but I think most people can relate to, to health and money, right? I mean, you know, uh, physical fitness and, and financial stewardship and same thing with prioritize, right? You've got to prioritize what's the end goal. Where do I want to be? Um, what am I willing to do to get there? And if, if retirement or family or, you know, uh, vacation, uh, paying down debt, I mean, you know, whatever the priority is, it, it certainly has to be clearly defined. And then like anything, a priority has to, what, what takes your time and attention, that's your priority, right? So you can't call it a priority if it's not actually a priority or you'll never, you'll never get the change that you're looking for. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of this priority side of things also comes from, you know, setting some short-term goals. You know, um, we've taught, talked a lot about Financial Peace University in the past. It's a class that everybody has went through. And a lot of that class is built on setting some short-term goals. Um, one of those short-term goals being save up this amount of money if you're wanting to get better with your finances. The reason why that is is because there's power in short-term goals. You know, there's power in short-term goals, and when you achieve that short-term goal, it really helps you steamroll into that second point that you want to accomplish. Yeah, that's a, and that's a good example. Those that are not familiar with Financial Peace University, um, you know, that's something that Dave Ramsey has kicked off. And, you know, and, and whether or not you agree with everything that Dave might say, I think one of the examples of that 
those short-term goals or even short-term wins, right, would be if you've got five different credit cards with debt on them, you don't necessarily pay off the one that has the highest interest rate. Now, logically, that would make sense, but he understands and communicates the need to get some wins, some of those short-term goals accomplished. So he would say pay off the smallest, the one with the smallest amount of debt first, right? And it's the snowball effect. You get that win, and all of a sudden, you put the money that you were paying extra towards that, towards the next one, and those wins seem to build up. And and that obviously, you know, is uh, it's a psychological thing for people. So yeah, I think prioritizing those short term goals and uh, knowing knowing what you need to do to get there is all part of that change process. And so we've talked about evaluate where you're at, prioritize where you want to be and what you're going to do to get there. What's what's next? Because right now it's kind of it's kind of theory, right? It's decisions, it's mental. But what comes next in change? I, I think the next thing, Bobby, is probably the hardest aspect of change, and and, and that's the investment into it. Um, investing the time, effort, resources to be successful and accomplish your goal that you want to achieve. So at this point, in a way, Chad, it goes from mental to physical in, in some aspects. I mean, you're making decisions mentally uh, through evaluation. Uh, you're prioritizing what it's going to take, what you're willing to do. But now you're saying this is where the rubber meets the road. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, what's interesting, I was just sitting down um, with a couple and, you know, a, a gentleman is coming you know, he's he's going to be a non-traditional student, I guess is what they call him. Um, been out of school for over 20 years now, but choosing to make the investment in education to change his life. So he's going to go back to school now. He's going to invest the time, effort, and resources to go back, at, back to school that will basically increase his income level for him and his family two times what he's making right now just for the investment of time and effort into education. Yeah, and that's and I think this is where a lot of change falls short, right? Uh, I mean, in my own life, I can say there's been times I've evaluated. I've said I need to make a change based on this, and then I prioritize and I started to put a plan together and I created some goals. But the invest piece was where that's the skin in the game, right? That's the time. That's the commitment, um, and and in really even. The, the courage, that's the courage in action to say, I'm going to do this. And I think with without accountability, sometimes those things fall short. So let's use your example. You know, somebody who goes uh, to school later in life, the accountability might just simply be that they're going to have deadlines on when they have to turn in their papers. Yeah. That might be all the accountability they need or they're going to get a grade for their work. And that might be the only accountability they need. But you look at finance, uh, financial situations and some people, they have the best intentions, they create the goal, maybe even they take a class or they meet with somebody to, to do better in their finances, but they get stuck here possibly because they don't have the accountability. Somebody that when they hit the wall, the first wall, they, they hit that first hurdle, they either don't know how or they're not willing to, to navigate that. And I think that's where that investment uh you really sometimes need somebody there with you to challenge you, a coach even, right? I mean, I think of a, a coach on a on a team saying, hey, 
we're going to run a couple more laps. Oh, coach, why are we running more laps? Well, the coach is building endurance. So when we're in the game, you know, running back and forth down the court, playing basketball, and we get to the end, we've got the endurance that it takes to finish strong. But in that moment, we wouldn't run those extra laps necessarily without the coach kind of barking, barking the orders. And so I think in the invest thing for me, Chad, I've found that's where that accountability is key. It's critical. And I, and I would agree with you totally on that. And I would also add one more thing to that on the accountability side of things. You know, sometimes accountability can also come in the form of, of just an individual, you know, a, a workout partner or a spouse or e- even kids. They can be your accountability partners as well in a lot of things that you're doing. Um, you know, my best accountability partner in a lot of things that I do in life is my wife. You know, it, it, that's that's my accountability partner because she has the most vested interest in me being successful. Yeah, and that's a great – I think that's a great point. I don't think it's necessarily one person in every situation. I think you're right. I think it, 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 it there's flux in that. I mean, I agree. My wife is my best accountability partner, but you brought up kids. Uh, and a lot of times kids are the – uninvited accountability partners, right? I mean, they're the ones that they keep you accountable on stuff that they heard you talk about that uh, you didn't necessarily even know that they heard. You know, if I say, hey, I'm I'm not going to drink, uh, you know, pop for a while, you know, I'm going to give up Dr. Pepper. And all of a sudden, you know, we go to a restaurant, and I order Dr. Pepper, you know, it, it's easy for one of my girls to say, dad, I didn't think you were drinking Dr. Pepper, you know, and I don't even know that they're trying to call me out, Chad. I think it's just Kids just say what's on their mind. Uh, but you're right. I think, uh, you know, having people close to you and whatever the situation is. But I would say most of the time you will fall short if you don't share your goals with somebody else and then invite them to challenge you. Spouse, kids, best friend, workout partner, financial advisor. I mean, whoever that is, a pastor even, you know, uh, uh, just a, a good friend, somebody that you can invite into the process and say, I'm trying to make a change. Challenge me when I stall out. Right. Right. So, again, we've talked about evaluating where you are. We've talked about prioritizing what are the next steps for you to change. We've talked about the investment side of things. Um, I think we can wrap this up just as a final point of, of celebrate your small wins and continue to evolve. When you think about celebrating those small wins, Bobby, and all the goals that you've ever set for yourself, how impactful has that been? Well, I'll tell you how impactful it's been. When I don't celebrate is, uh, is the problem. Uh, I, my personality, similar to yours, uh, very driven. And so a lot of times I accomplish and I move on. But I think the problem with that is when you're not celebrating, what gets celebrated gets repeated, right? So – when you're not celebrating or not even taking the time, you can become so driven uh, to what's next that you actually miss out on the joy of the journey, right? And, and life is a journey. Um, and in fact, uh, you, you've said before, leadership, it's, uh, it's not a destination, right? It, it's a journey. And so I think celebrating is, is taking time to, you know, really recognize um, and applaud yourself for the accomplishments, that's going to build momentum for what's next. Exactly. And, and you know, the, the great thing about the celebration piece of that as well is it continues to help you evolve 
into that next aspect of change. Um, whether that be celebrating the small win of, hey, I lost this many pounds in a month, or celebrating the small wins of I was able to put this much in my savings account, man, that is huge to keep you in focus and steamroll to that next goal. You know, you and I had the ability uh, a couple weeks ago to to listen to a speaker come in and speak to us. And the, one of the things that he said that that just resonated me with me really well was, your life is like a coin. You get to choose how to spend it. So talk to me a little bit about that. What did, what did you think about that? Yeah, I thought I thought that was a really good uh, – it's a simple analogy. You know, uh, It's one we all understand. We all understand what a coin is. We all understand you know, how money works when you spend it. Uh, whatever you spend it on, uh, that's what you get out of it. And I think uh, that's part of what makes change desirable is – I only get one of these, Chad. I only get one life. Same with you. And neither of us know how long that life will be. I mean, we really don't. We don't know if we get the the, the eighty plus. You know, we don't know if that gets short circuited at you know fifty or sixty, or we don't know if uh, we're at the two minute warning and don't even know it, realize it. Uh, so, choosing how to spend your life is the most important, I think, question uh, that you answer. Um, in this life. And so once you begin to answer that question, that's that evaluation piece, then you start to prioritize. What do I need to do different? This is where that change comes in. When you prioritize, then you got to start investing in yourself and others so that you can experience the change. And then you celebrate the wins along the way. So yeah, I think that's what creates lasting change is when you start to answer that question. What what am I spending my time, my energy, my focus, my resources on? Uh, because that's the coin, and and life's like a coin, and you only get to spend it once. So spend it wisely, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and I think you know. Let's be let's be real, okay? Change is not easy. It, it's it's hard, but I think for the most part, if you will adapt to the change and you will continue to focus on what's important to you, continue to focus on what you're trying to build. And again, who you're trying to build that for, I, I think that will help steamroll you through to accomplish whatever change you want to make. Yeah. And, and you know, I've heard before, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard this and I don't remember where I first heard this. Uh, so, you know, I'll give credit to where credit is due. Um, so whoever originally said this, but they said, you know, most people won't change until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And that's – it doesn't have to be that way, Chad. I mean we don't have to wait uh, for – let's let's use some examples that we've already used. You know, We don't have to wait for a doctor to sit across from us and say, hey, you have to make a change in your lifestyle and your health um, or you're not going to live much longer. You know, uh, we, we shouldn't have to wait for – our finances to hit a place to where somebody has to say, you know, Hey, if you don't get this under control, you're going to lose your house. Right. Um, and I know that happens, but that's more of a forced change. I think leaders are willing to make changes before they are forced. And, and, and so that's maybe one of my, one of my takeaways that I hope our listeners have is if you're leading, you need to choose change and not just let change choose you. 
you know, that's where that courage and the commitment that comes in, you know, because when change chooses you, yeah, uh, you're going to be forced to make some changes, but there's not a lot of joy in that journey, Chad. Well, and, 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 and again, when change chooses you, the ability to do that is going to be, I mean, your back's against the wall at that point. So much harder to change at that point in life versus you taking the steps prior to getting to that point and going ahead and doing the evaluation, doing the prioritization, investing. And then again, like we talked about, celebrating that win of change. Yeah, and, and I do think that there's a second layer to that. I mean, change is going to choose all of us. I mean, we don't, we don't choose everything in life. Things happen that we can't control. And that goes back to that circle of control you know, or that circle of influence. And I think that's what we're talking about is you can't control everything. You know, like you said, there's certain things you don't have the ability to change. Um, if you're working for an employer, you know, you may not have the ability to change the direction of the company because you're not the boss, but you can help change the culture. You know, you can be either a contributor to culture or you can be a cancer to culture, right? And so if you make the decision, I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to contribute to the culture here. Um, you're being a change in that environment and a positive change because that's within your your sphere of control or influence. I think oftentimes we we might maybe listeners get that are listening to this get frustrated because they're focused on the things they can't change. You know, um, listen, I can't change my wife, right? Um, but I can change me. And so, you know, as a pastor, when I talk to people, you want a good marriage? Don't worry about changing the other person. You worry about changing. That's within your control. And uh, and I think sometimes we get frustrated about the things we can't change. We miss out on the things that we can. And uh, and that's that's unfortunate because now we're spending our time and focus on things that we have no control over and missing out on the, the things that we have really all the control over. But again, that's choosing to change, not just waiting for change to choose us. And there's a big difference. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think we could talk a lot longer on this topic, and we'll probably come back and, and revisit a lot of these topics that we're talking about again, because there are so many things that we can kind of bring into this conversation. I, I, I mean, things just like the Enneagram, how that's helping us change, and, and we'll talk about those in some coming episodes, but uh, man, this has been good. Um, you know, choosing to change, it's tough, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, I, I, no, I 100% agree. And, and maybe, Chad, if we could just do, let's just do a quick recap for our listeners. Uh, we did um, use a little bit of a, an acronym here um, or an acrostic. I never really know which one to call it, but it's, it's the word epic. And maybe this is just a simple way for people to remember. I know that's why I like, I like words like that. Uh, so walk us through Epic again. When it comes to change, if you don't like your current situation, you need the courage and the commitment to change. So what are those What are those four areas that, that we went over today? Walk us through, our listeners, through that one more time. I think the first thing we need to do is, is we need to evaluate where we're at. That's the very first thing. After that, prioritize. What are your next steps to change the picture? What are your next steps to continue to evolve? Um, it's going to take some investment. So that goes to the eye. It's going to take some investment. And sometimes that investment is going to be in the form of, of time. Sometimes it's going to be in the form of effort. Sometimes it's even going to be in the form of resources, um, whether financial or other resources that you have to use. And then I think the, the one that we don't want to forget is, man, you got to celebrate those small wins. You got to celebrate the small wins and you really got to celebrate the, the big wins. And I think C could also be for, you got to communicate that to the people that matter the most to you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So evaluate, prioritize, invest, and celebrate, uh, even communicate. I mean, those are some some simple things we can remember. Um, they're a lot harder to do, but it starts with uh, honest evaluation. And so my, my challenge to the listeners today would be uh, to take an honest evaluation if you need to invite somebody into that process. And uh, we've only hit on a couple things primarily with finances and health, but this applies to relationships, uh, to your job, uh, to your own personal leadership. And so uh, maybe you walk away today with an uh, opportunity to evaluate and then you take that next step and you prioritize. You go from, you know, where do you want to be to kind of how am I going to get there? And, and and then at that point, it's the skin in the game. It's the rubber, rubber hitting the road. Uh, but don't forget, as Chad said, celebrate even the small wins because what gets celebrated gets repeated. And that's what helps you to continue to build on change. But uh, why don't uh, just kind of uh, give one last summary, Chad, and then I'll highlight a little bit about the next episode. and We'll call this a wrap. Yeah, it, it, it's it. Number one, it's been good to do this again. It's always good to kind of revisit these things. Um, you know, all of the concepts of change, you know, whatever that looks like. So uh, it's been fun. It's been good to to do this with you again. Um, evaluate, prioritize, invest, celebrate. Epic. That's where we're at. Yeah. So Epic Leadership Podcast coming to you next month with episode three. We're going to talk about listening, learning, and leading. And uh, we're going to unpack that. Uh, there's a there's an importance to those steps. There's a priority to that order. And we're going to spend a little bit of time with you next month on those three, listening, learning, and leading. Uh, listen, Chad, it's been fun today. So uh, hope uh, hope you've enjoyed this like I have. I know I always walk away with my own uh, my own takeaway. And uh, one of those takeaways was thinking about that coin that you mentioned again. You know, life is like a coin and I want to spend it wisely. So I'm going to be doing some evaluation myself on where I'm at and uh, I'm sure you could say the same thing, but um, uh, close us out here, I guess, and we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, the next preparing for the next episode, and uh, hopefully we'll do better even next time for our listeners. You bet. Thanks, guys, everybody, for joining us. And uh, remember, if this has been helpful to you, share it with some friends, um, share it with family, share it with anybody that you feel like it would be helpful for. Uh, leave us a five star review; we'd love to see those. And uh, if you guys have any suggestions for us. Um, most of you know how to get a hold of us. If you have any suggestions on what you'd like to hear about, reach out to us. We'd love to hear some of those suggestions. But uh, it's been fun, Bobby. Good to see you again. And remember, leadership is a journey, never a destination. Guys, we'll see you next episode. guys thanks for joining the epic leadership podcast man this is just fun for bobby and i just to kind of talk back and forth and hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership of a couple different industries and if you've enjoyed it we would love to have a good review uh give us a five-star rating if you can share it with some friends if you didn't like it then tune in again next time and we will try to do better we'll see you next time guys